Hi there, this is John Falala. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast of the Startup Nation World. This is a very amazing moment because um, across the world, we're seeing rising political affairs. You know, uh, what is obvious is citizen engagement so I'll, I'll title this episode citizen engagement you see across the world even in israel as, as we speak right now um, the judicial reforms have been met with um, the citizens engaging the government because they feel which is the right thing to do anyways because they feel that you know eradicating the, the, the judiciary will make the executive lose its accountability you know and uh, i believe that the beauty of the democracy is having three halves of government executive legislative and judiciary so i offered an advice um online earlier um some weeks ago rather i said it's better for prime minister benjamin Netanyahu to ensure that instead of eradicating the existing um, judicial system is to probably make some substitutions by raising new generation judges if the real issue is that um, if you use the judge the, the judiciary system is compromised why not you know um, search out for people with integrity within the law space and give them roles you know to put the existing infrastructure in check and should the existing guys still not meet up with the bill of being um, accountable or of integrity you can remove every one of them and replace them with a new generation um, lawyers that would subsequently serve the people and serve the interest of the posterity of the Israeli government with that being said um, I would like to move on to other things and uh, we're still in post-election um, Baraha in Nigeria and as amazing as the situation is I understand that things didn't go exactly as people expected especially um, with the fact that people wanted the results to be transmitted online but I think that's certain things now this is me thinking if I was an whether I was elected or I wasn't elected, if I had run for office and I wanted to do a situation analysis of the election, this is what I would have done. We needed the root cause analysis to understand what went down, what didn't work, and what could be worked upon. You see, so many times we do politics without foresight and strategy. You know, we do politics of emotions. Policies whereby we sell propaganda, we sell wrong information to people just to score political points. Even when we are trying to sell valid information, we do it to truncate. We do it to destroy the other person. Not really. To, not really. It's not. It's not about the role we are running for. It's about the fact that you're trying to pull someone down so you can rise. I believe that in the future of Nigerian politics we should focus on issue-based debates because 
in the future of Nigerian politics, experience, history of candidates will no longer be relevant. Inasmuch as you want to verify the history of candidates, you want to have facts about what they've done in the past, about what not they've not done in the past, and, and all of that. We should also weigh in on a dynamics in leadership that I call uh, the inexperience factor. Now, the inexperience factor even happens to the experienced and inexperienced as well. What I mean by this, you know, we are currently having peculiar problems in Nigeria, and even having experience doesn't guarantee that it will be solved. So, the real truth about it is, we should be able to be open to young ideas, young people's ideas. I'll tell you why. Whenever the creator wants to give solutions to the world, he sends people, he sends kids to the world. And I believe that it's a generational responsibility, as we are seeing in different sectors in Nigeria, whereby we you have uh, businesses that are five years old, six years old, seven years old, achieving what businesses that were in existence about 60 years ago or 30 years ago uh, or even outperforming them as well. So I went in an era whereby I believe that if you're going to do well in government, in business, you should also integrate new ideas. People have these times, you know, um, certain solutions come to people who were born to solve those problems within this dispensation to ignore them is to fail to say that you won't incorporate young um, people people with solutions into your be into your government into your business is to fail and this thing is not about sentiment it's about the fact that you want to have the best of hands work with you to achieve your goals that is a leader's tax to always ensure that they have the best of team surrounded surround their ideologies and, 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 and ideas and even add to what it is that they think should be done which is why it is called a team so basically um, fact shows that we had 19% of people show up for the elections where um, that means that that was way, 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 way low below expectation. Um, different um, research work was expecting around 40%. This is lowest turnout since the advent of democracy in Nigeria. Since 1999. This is like the lowest turnout of um, elections, anyways. So, moving forward is what could be the problems? Why do people not show up? Why do people decide to stay out of, of the elections? So, we we have come to certain conclusions based on our research. We've come to realize that people, most people were probably undecided on who they would vote for. Um, and most people were elderly, uh, were either um, affected by the cashless policy. And for some other people, they made money off elections normally. normally. These are guys who vote to be paid. You know, they trade money for their votes and these people because of the cashless policy or cash starvation they couldn't show up 
So that led to the voters apathy that we had. Notwithstanding, every contestant contested with the same conditions. Nobody had exceptions. So uh, there was no really nothing per se to say that um, was the issue, other than the fact that you know voters didn't turn up as expected. Even if voters had turned up, there is no guarantee to say that it is not still remain the way it is, anyways. Because everybody would definitely have their supporters, people would you know vote for them and, and all of that. But what it meant was that the possibilities were endless when everybody votes. That means that so imagine if over 60 million of people did not vote, that means that one or two candidates that were never in the top five might uh, hmm, might even be in the conversation actually even what it means is just imagine if just 60 million voted for any candidate on the ballot that would have been an easy win and all of that i'm just trying to paint a picture here the power belongs to the people and um, even every elected leader knows now that they are accountable to the people that they are elected to serve so the good news about this dimension of dispensation is that your work is to be shared with the people to make them know what you are doing what you are up to you know the era whereby we have a presidential uh, or presidency whereby they don't communicate what they are up to you know i feel like one of, one of the greatest issues we've had in nigeria is that it's not as if we've not had great leaderships we've had great leadership but there's been a gap of communication it's not our culture to always communicate what it is that we're doing to our people we always keep our scorecards you know to your elections i think that weekly on a weekly basis the government ought to communicate what it is you are up to i remember there was a dispensation of um a former governor in lagos uh he would do jingles there was a program on um, a popular Lagos FM as well where they would talk about what is doing on a weekly basis they even take um, phone calls to listen to what should be done and I believe that that person on the program was sharing those details and data with the government as well back then all these are part of PR to serve the people right you need to understand what the people see as service and you also need to let people understand what how your vision matches with what they see as service or you need to make them see that what you are taking them to is far better than what they see as service so it's a it's a it's a very very um interesting perspective to be a leader leader a, a, a leadership is not a joke it's never a laid-back responsibility thing. It's all about you showing up for the people who entrusted you with this position. The same thing in business, anyways. You know, leadership is responsibility. It's like a huge yoke of responsibility on your neck to always deliver for others, to serve others, and to make happen for others what they may not even have seen as a possibility for themselves. So. Yes, to every elected leader, even the new, some new elected leaders across the world. You know, your obligation is to serve people. Your obligation is to do better than what you've done. 
your approach is to do the best that you can do with the resources that you have to make leadership available to all or the citizens of um, the places you serve in, you know. Um, the biggest slowdown in the election will be next year as well. And I really do think that everything, as much as we want to talk about election um, showdowns and all of that, I figured that people who win elections are people who are much more strategic in their approach. You know, I was shocked to realize that one of the major reasons why people lose elections is that they don't realize that elections are like sales. You know, you don't abuse your customer. You don't insult your customer. You're trying to solicit for votes and you talk, you shove down your ideas, down people's truth, and you make it seem like if they don't do you, then nothing can happen, you know? And in the recent development in Nigeria, which is why I'm very pleased with so many people saying that because you lost an election based on the INEC results that were shared and all of that, which is a governing body for um, elections in Nigeria, and you are calling for interim government, you're calling for cool data, it just shows that um, you don't really care about the nation, all you care about is your victory. Uh, which if victory didn't happen because people didn't vote, the people had come out and broke, you know, in their numbers to vote is another conversation, you know, and I really do believe that yes, there were indiscrepancies like voter suppressions and all of that, but almost 80 to 90 percent of the result of the, of the elections will have even if there were no discrepancies uh, uh, that we have seen. We forget that when we all vote, there will not be any issues around human rights. When we all vote, there will not be any issues around human rights. When we all vote. So I want you to understand this and realize that in the fullness of its time, in its fullness of its time, you are about to realize that citizen engagement is the fundamental bedrock of democratic development so thank you for your time same time next week i'm just sorry that this is coming a bit later it's usually on thursdays 8 30 p.m west african time i'm so sorry and i really do appreciate your time have a great weekend ahead